Recovery from addiction is a journey, not a destination, and that journey is easier to navigate when we have help. And I'm joined again today by Tim McLeod, NCRC Level 2, and Robert LaChapelle, also NCRC Level 2. And they're here today to tell us about their journey after recovery and share words of wisdom and encouragement for those who are just beginning their journey. This is Let's Talk Mind, Body, Spirit by Sierra Tucson. Sierra Tucson ranked number one best addiction treatment centers 2020 in Arizona by Newsweek. I'm Scott Webb. So gentlemen, it's great to have you back on today. Today we're talking about recovery after treatment and we're going to get you guys talking to each other a little bit today. But as we get things rolling here, Robert, just want to have your unique perspective. Uh, you know, what has life been like? What has your recovery been like after treatment? It's been a lot better than I thought it was going to be coming into treatment. I'll tell you that. You know, I had a lot of fear of the unknown. You know, what was I putting myself into? And the things I learned, the tools I learned, life has never been better, actually. I'm so grateful for having to go through that process because it just improves every aspect of one's life. It has been mine. Yeah, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. I get to work in the field. I'll do to go into treatment and living life in recovery. I never thought also that I'd uh, ever laugh so much. That was one of my biggest fears. Oh, no, I'm not going to have a sense of humor. I don't know where I got that from, but yeah, loving to laugh. I'm the authentic Robert. And yeah, it just feels great. Feels great. What do you think, Tim? What's your take on that? Well, I love what you said, Robert, about the authentic Robert, because I believe that's what came out. Well, I know that's what came out for me through the transformation of, you know, accepting that I've got a challenge and a struggle that um, I need to work on. I need to take some time out of my whatever routine it was that I had, you know, before recovery, before treatment, and spend some time working on me. And that's what arrived through that 30 days in treatment and then, you know, continuing on with the therapy and support groups was that that crack in, in that shell that started to let a little bit of light in and my authentic self started to emerge even more. And so really, really grateful for the recovery journey. But the gift that I received when I went into treatment was that I'm not terminally unique. I had thoughts that nobody had the same issues that I did. And to be able to sit there and listen to other people share their stories and know that I wasn't alone was quite an impactful experience. Yeah, you reminded me, I can totally relate because I would see myself in so many of the stories that other residents were sharing. And I was like, whoa, that's me. Hey, that's me. So yeah, I agree with you. First, I felt unique. How is anybody going to be able to help me? Because I'm Robert, I'm unique. But when you boil it all down, the issues were the same, the struggles were the same. So yeah, I forgot about that, Tim, and I agree with you. And Robert, the other thing that kind of comes up with that is that I heard other people's stories was like, thank you, God, I didn't have to deal with that, <laughs> you know? And so you you had some empathy. Empathy started coming out um, for others and, and the challenges that they faced. You know, and I remember the last time that we spoke, one of my takeaways from our conversation was the the gratitude in your voices and how you both really seemed to feel like this was meant to be, that what you had gone through, your addictions and your recovery, that it was really meant to be and that you wouldn't be where you are today had you not been through all of that. Is that fair to say? A hundred percent. 
it's interesting. It's like, wow, I have my addictions to thank for putting me where I am now. I appreciate my past and I use it as fuel to move myself forward and to stay in recovery. That's for sure. What do you think, Tim? Yes. And to think that, um, that all those challenges or defects of character or whatever you want to call them that I was struggling with is that they've turned into assets. They've helped me be able to uh, deal with life on life terms better. It's given me a job, you know, and whoever would have thought that. I didn't grow up as a kid, well, you want to be a truck driver, you want to, you know, drive the fire truck and all that, and to say that I want to work at a treatment center. And But the thing is, through all those things that I dealt with growing up and then pausing and to work on them really gave me the gifts of being able to do what I do today in my job. And so to think that I get paid to carry the message of hope and healing and support for others. Yeah, it's pretty great. And when we think about both the two of you being successful in long-term recovery and where you found yourselves, you know, as you say, when they were talking to you in high school about what you might want to do with the rest of your life, working with folks in recovery was probably not on the list, right? So you're here, right? You made it here and other folks make it out of recovery and they have long-term sustained success. So what do you think helps them? What helped you and what helps them to really make that recovery possible? I think it's applying wellness and recovery to all aspects of their life, of someone's life and my life. That means that I am choosing to respond to life on life's terms versus reacting to it. And I need to interject all those things that got me here on a daily basis. And that's you know connecting with others and spending time with my higher power and and not isolating, finding ways to connect with others. I'm reminded all the time that it's not about the big things that I do, the big changes, going to a uh, retreat, which can be important and all that, or it's trying this or this or this. It's just marginal gains. It's those little things that I do that help sustain me every day by eating healthy, by, um, by moving my body. And again, meditation and and just those pauses that I put in place throughout the day that are so important uh, for me to get through the day are what, you know, allows me to look into the mirror and and go, wow, you know what? You're a pretty good guy, Tim. You're a pretty good guy, Tim. (laughs) You are too, Robert. (laughs) Yeah, I, I relate to everything that you said, Tim. I started to feel like a million bucks, like a human being. Once I didn't have anything in my bloodstream altering my thoughts and what I thought was happiness and joy, I was way off on those thoughts, becoming uh, clean and sober, and I just started feeling like a million bucks. You know, I'd get up and actually do chores, and I had energy. I wanted to be active. And that was pretty profound for me. And I remember just thinking, wow. So I got up, I put, you know, clothes in the washing machine. I went out and walked two miles. I came back, put my clothes in the dryer, went up and had breakfast. I come back and it's like it dawned on me. It's like, wow, I I did chores this morning and it's not even 7 a.m. Typically, I'd wake up at 11 a.m. with a hangover. So just the feeling 
of being a human being again was so powerful for me. It really got my attention. I'm all right. I think there might be something with this recovery. You know, I totally bought in to, yeah, I don't need drugs or alcohol to feel good. Yeah, that's what sold me. And so true that going to bed at night and putting my head on the pillow and going, wow, I made it through another day, you know, and just be mesmerized how that actually happened. Because I would go to bed prior to recovery going, all right, I'm going to change tomorrow. Okay, it's a new day tomorrow. I'm not going to do those behaviors. And um, man, I might make it to 10 a.m. And to think that I went, you know, virtually 24 hours and to put my head on the pillow and, and again, have not uh, acted out the way I'd been before recovery, again, was a miracle. It was just a real miracle. You know, one of the things that uh, listening to you guys and, and listening to your amazing, you know, stories and perspectives on these things is really just appreciation of the small things, the little things that maybe, you know, again, before you went in for treatment, everything was maybe just kind of a blur a little bit. And you just didn't even really see or take the time to appreciate all the little things in life that really matter. And I can just hear how much all these things matter to you guys now. Like you say, Robert, just getting up and like, hey, I did laundry. You know, I'm doing stuff. I'm living life, right? There goes Robert doing another load of laundry <laughs> as the sun's coming up. That's right. You know, I'm assuming you guys have heard many success stories over the years, and I'm just wondering if there's any that really stand out to you that you could share. The ones that really stick out to me are those that I see myself in a similar pattern going into treatment with a set of values, going through treatment, looking inward, doing the work, making that 180 and now has a different outlook is totally ingrained in their recovery. Uh, they're active. And the next thing you know, they want to get into the recovery field in some fashion. And to me, it just it gives me goosebumps. It's like, right on. I did something similar like that. Those are the ones that really hit me right in the heart, you know, to see someone make a the 180 transition um, with the miracles they experienced. Yeah, I love those. Tim, which stories come to your mind, man? I like what you said. The ones that remind um, ourselves of where we've been and uh, how far we've come. But the one that I'm thinking of that could be me saying this as well was that somebody uh, shared with me that, you know, I was slowly but surely falling into a depression due to the isolation of COVID. I started attending online meetings and the support I've felt from them has been amazing. I have a tribe of people that I know are safe when I'm having a great day and safe when I'm not. And I can really relate to that. Around March of uh, 2020, man, just really challenged my, myself and with the isolation and working out of a home office and just the opportunity to connect uh, you know, with people online and then listening and watching other people that continue to show up for the meetings and being open, honest and willing about what, what's going on for them in their lives and seeing that support. And you can see the change in their faces 
And it was great. It was great for me and for others. And it still is while we're still in this challenging time. Yeah, I'm sure that all of this is challenging enough for folks, right? Uh, Recognizing that they need help to enter treatment, to sort of tackle long-term recovery. And then you add into this a global pandemic, you know, unlike anything that any of us have ever lived through, uh, that's some real complications for people, I'm sure. Yeah, we all have now new tools we can use, new coping mechanisms. I can only imagine what my life would have been like without recovery, going through COVID and isolation, so little socializing. I really concur with what you shared. And, you know, I look back and, you know, when I went through treatment and I was given a degree in self-care and I could apply it to life or I could apply it not. And all that degree came with all kinds of tools. And I really feel for all the people out there that might not have had all those tools and this experience to to lean on during this time because knowing that I needed to reach out for support immediately, knowing that I had to lean on the professionals that I work with. When I started stepping up, for example, going to therapy once a week, it was like it was no brainer that if I was going to continue to sustain a, a place in recovery, I needed to stay well and within the herd you know, and not just skipping around it and dabbling in it. I needed to be right in the middle. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to just go to treatment for a few weeks and then, all right, I did 30 days here, I'm cured. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. If only, you know, so, yeah, gaining those tools, yeah, what a blessing. Very fortunate, very fortunate. We're lucky enough to have gone through treatment. You know, and you guys uh, both mentioned having the tools, right? So when we talk about folks leaving or preparing to leave residential care, uh, what would you like to tell them about making sure that they've got all the tools that they need and really what they should be planning for? Uh, maybe start with you, Robert. Well, I'd like to share with folks, have a continuing care plan. It's so important to remain active you know, once you leave treatment, set some goals, obtainable goals. Identify some of the triggers you're going to be facing when you get home. Some of the challenges. Relapse prevention is important. What are some options instead of being involved with where your triggers are? How can you circumvent that with some relapse prevention tips? Stay engaged with others, like Tim was saying. Just be immersed. It's important to stay active in one's recovery. Tim, let me ask you a question, sir. Do you know of anybody that's been successful in the recovery by doing absolutely nothing? (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. I have found that no one stands alone. They need to have a connection, connection with others. And I'm reminded of what has worked for me, but what I, you know, suggest for others is, you know, you got a daily schedule when you are in treatment and so you you eat at a certain time and you're going you're doing different recovery or therapies during the time when you're there is to try to manipulate that schedule back at home keep the same time of eating pausing at different times of the day for self-care whatever that looks like to you and remember that because you went to treatment and you're returning no one's changed around you it's only you that has changed whether you're back in the family system or it's in the workplace 
it's up to me to make my recovery a priority. The opportunity to respond to life versus reacting to it is such a gift to look at things and instead of things that come our way, it was just a real struggle is to really encourage people to say, hey, just think of it as an opportunity. Maybe there's a reason behind why you're having to deal with this now. And Robert, you talked about the triggers and it's like while you're in treatment, share them all, talk about them all because the the things that you think that, oh, that's not going to come up again, or I'm not going to have to deal with that when I'm outside of treatment, you know, or out of the side of that safe container, they will arise. They will come up. And because uh, what we're not willing to face is going to face us straight on. So I think you can concur, Robert, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping one's, you know, recovery and healing as a top priority is crucial. And one thing that really struck me, I went to my first AA meeting at treatment, and I don't remember what the guy said for 55 minutes except one thing. If you want what we have, do what we do. And that I've never forgotten that. It's so simple, and it's like, yeah, there's steps to a healthier, happier you, but you have to work it. Recovery is a priority. Everything else seems to fall into place. Yeah, that seems to be a common thread and maybe a great place to end today is, you know, it has to be a priority and you got to do the work and you both definitely have. And it's really great to speak with you again. And I have a feeling we'll do that again uh, sometime in the future. So thanks again. You both stay well. Yeah, you do the same. Look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate it. Call 800-842-4487 or go to SierraTucson.com for more information. Sierra Tucson, where change begins. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the full podcast library for additional topics of interest. This is Let's Talk Mind, Body, Spirit from Sierra Tucson. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well. Stay well.